This is SG Fun, a Stargate podcast. listeners welcome to another episode of sg1 a stargate podcast it is a comfort podcast couldn't really call it a fan cast my husband called it that i was upset it is born of this pandemic it, we needed a comfort watch we were in a show hole tori said how about sg1 i said only if we do a podcast about it and here we are um at the time that we started i had not seen the movie Tori had not seen the show. I had seen the show when it was on the air, but had completely forgotten about it. Now I am halfway through season nine. For some reason, I've been stuck there for a good half a year. I am very excited, though, to start Stargate Atlantis because I just found out that Kaylee from Firefly is in it. So I'm going to throw it to Tori to do his intro. Perfect timing. I just oh, threw it to Tori. Oh, oh. I just threw it to Tori hey, to do I'm, his his intro. You know, I'm Tori and uh, a small bladder man known by some as. And yes, uh, uh, I'm watching this one by one, one at a time. This is my latest episode. Um, so I know no spoilers. I'm, I'm always just learning new shit. And uh, it's great. So, Tori, what what did we watch today? Oh man, this is great. We watched uh, season two, episode twenty one. We're almost there, nineteen sixty nine. Or, oh well, I mean, you know, uh, or uh, season two, episode twenty one, greased. Colon, the gang try out some new hair product. <laughs> or, the mountain needs more bandages parentheses i want to know what the fuck happened to her hand yes that's good that's mm-hmm. all i can think about <laughs> but i apparently didn't think about it enough i've got or 1969 <laughs> and this one's um musical so i apologize oh cool um, for because i was taking I, was, I took two voice lessons and then the pandemic hit and i didn't i have whatever I felt the MacGyver down in Africa. Because what is that hat? How dare he? <laughs> okay. And why? What purpose did it serve? Didn't even go with his 60s outfit. <laughs> it was as non-hippie as he could get. I think that was the whole point. He was like, whatever's not like hippie, you know? Even if it goes against the fawns. Yeah. Yes, Jesus. he was definitely dressed like the fawns. Except his jeans weren't as cool. <laughs> how would you like to how would you like to hear that? You know who wears cooler jeans than you? Henry Winkler. <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh yeah, this episode aired March fifth, nineteen ninety nine. Directed by Charles Carell, uh, who brought us the Knox. His okay. only other episode. This one's better. Yeah, yeah. Although, although I was like, yeah, I think he's into like hippies or something. Like that dude, you know, he. he... Oh, good connection. Yeah. Uh, also, side note: cinematographer of Star Trek Three, 
the search for Spock. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's a good side were note. Hip, were there hippies at all in that? I don't remember. There were like Vulcan hippies, wasn't there? Or something? I think there were, were there hippies in Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home? Is that what that one's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, phew. It just came out and I was like, is that right? <laughs> um. Well, yeah, well, no, this, uh, oh, this is great. This is a, a time travel episode. I mean, we already all know this, right? That's not a spoiler. I mean, I mean, the whole episode's really a spoiler. It's not like people are like, wow, that was a great preview. I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> We're going to tell them the whole episode. Oh, well, speaking, speaking of previews, we got to do oh, one no. in 24 seconds because that alarm right there. Uh, has been set off from the future. It's come back to the past, and it's like Sarah, you need to oh, no, summarize God, everything, God. or else we're, we're gonna danger. be thrown danger. away. Woo-hoo. The solar flare is gonna hit us. Woody woo. Are you ready to summarize this episode? Nope. Let's go and go. All right. They go back in time. Teal's the only one who rocks it for the huge. Uh, they make it back in time thanks to Daddy Hammond and Baby Hammond. At the end. <laughs> Okay. Saved. Saved. The oh, mountain is saved. The past, oh, yes, present, saved. and future. All right. Well, let's let's get in let's get into it. Let's get into nineteen sixty-nine. Uh where we start <laughs> where we start with the gang just chilling, uh, waiting for Carter. Come on, Carter. Hurry I know. hurry the fuck up with your what are you, what is she doing? Some cal- I don't know. calculations of some kind, some some physics, some very hard physics. Yeah, like she does. Very <laughs> on a, on very a 386 hard. IBM. <laughs> Speaking of, well, and this is like in this, I don't know if you noticed, but like they're hanging out. Daniel's there. His hair is so fucking quaffed. I don't know if you noticed that. Like it's Dude, that that man spends so much more time on his hair than he wants anyone to know. Well, He's trying to. <laughs> I mean, it looked. I, I, it was like it, it was a little extra greasy, and it was like really mm-hmm. thickened up and swayed. It was like Sonic the Hedgehog. It was like <sighs> it was like I an eighties glam rock. There's some, and then Carter, like her hair's like. Did you notice? Like it's just sort of like. Yes, her hair has way too much product in it, and it's yeah. gross looking, and it's really weird because later in the episode, this other woman's like, "I love your hair," and I was like, "I specifically wrote down Carter's hair is very bad," and. <laughs> Um, oh, I couldn't notice Daniel or Sam's hair at this point. Cause all I could think is what the fuck happened to her finger? It is infected. That is not like a normal healing cut. And that is not enough protection. If you're going off world, like it's already infected. What else are you trying to get in it? It's disgusting. No, it was it's, like it's the worst. A, a mostly open gash with three pieces of scotch yeah, tape yeah, over it yeah like it looked like it was already forming a keloid like it was going to be the world's grossest star house well he's it well because because hammond rolls over to her and he's like he's playing like concerned daddy again in this episode you know and he's like you know how's Fuck the you, hand? daddy and yeah. and and, I, and first i was like is this from like the previous episode like there's something should we i know something and then she mm-hmm. brings it up and i'm just like what was she attacked, attacked by a rottweiler we find out later it's an important device. 
to find out later. But we so, never I mean, have actually find out what happened, like where it came it, from. Because it doesn't matter. Much like the 24-hour false sense of tension, we never know where anything comes from. No, nothing's earned. I mean, I want to know why <laughs> she was near a combine and put her hand into it. That's what I want to know. <laughs> and why? Well, we already know why it's infected because she had it checked out by Dr. Frazier. <laughs> I... <laughs> Not a doctor. I, I checked her out. There's, <laughs> she seems fine. She seems I could find fine. nothing wrong, physically find wrong with her. <laughs> At first, I thought it could be a virus, but then it wasn't. So, 100%. I mean, she'd be better off with like some super glue in there than what she's got going on. Then daddy hands her a note on a shitty piece of paper. Yeah. 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 He, he gives her a note. He's like, take this with you. And, and, and yeah. And I'm like, what the, what, what, what is going on? Like, First off, she shouldn't be going anywhere because of her hand. And now da- and, and daddy's like, and he's super like, he's like, yeah, it's okay. Just take this note, you know? I know, I know. I'm just, and you know what is weird is he's like, just put it in your pocket. And I guess she follows orders and she's the only one. But wouldn't you have read it like the second you got on the other side and realized something was fucked up? I'd have been like, what's this motherfucking note say? Because <laughs> it's weird because this is wild. Maybe this note's helpful. Oh, well, maybe she had that idea. She didn't have much time to think about it, though. You know, that's all. It's the, that's true. That's true. That's fair. Because they good point because they roll through. uh Oh, well, I suppose first we should say like the calculation she was doing is because like the place they're going is past the suns in between and like there's like solar flare activity this time of year. And so they want to, she has to compensate for gravitational like, you know, warps and shit like that. Anyway, it'll come up later. It'll, what else will come up later is enough information to know they should have gone nowhere when there was a solar, solar flare happening. <laughs> oh. Yeah. When there were solar flare storms, they should have like, and her calculations, she tries to say like, no, my calculations weren't the problem, but they obviously were like, (laughs) she's usually like 100% in the right, but not this time. Mm -hmm. Cause she was trying to calculate around some solar flare shit and she clearly doesn't succeed. I mean, that's, Um, I mean, that's like, that's, that's pretty difficult math doing all that and she's like she's just like yeah with one hand i know and i got a question that, that's probably what what fucked her up is that <laughs> probably her right hand so i got a question for you yeah tell me why it's because they're about to get time fucked yeah. we've already said that yeah why doesn't um daddy stop that from happening mm. Why doesn't daddy just cancel this mission? Well, I mean, this goes into a whole thing about like goes into like what kind of time travel like paradigm does is this episode running in? And it's like if he he knew he had to, because if he didn't, if they didn't go, shit would get our shit would get fucked. Like, is he thinking that way or is it just dumb? It would. I think that it's even said at the end, he would have changed his own history and maybe he likes how he's a general. But I feel like changing, risking changing his own history would definitely be worth it to save them from possibly getting stuck in a time, bad time situation. Right. But it, it seems to me that this is an immutable type of time travel. You know, they'll, he, oh. know, he knows that they'll be back. 
one of those Doctor Who kinds. Yeah. Although actually he doesn't really Where it's, know that it's a back. fixed outcome. No, he's because because young young daddy doesn't know what happens to them after they shoot him. <laughs> yeah. But maybe he had uh, like a maybe he had a talk with Carter. Maybe this was not seen like, you know, because when it'll come up that he like asked her to research this. And like they talk about it and she and because she has a big she makes a big deal about the butterfly effect. And so he's like, OK, OK, so if it ever does, I guess I should take you. I don't know. I don't know. Because he said he almost didn't even let him go on this mission. Mm. He could have mm. given him a little information because he doesn't know like his he doesn't know how much information he had given them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess he does because he yes, he does. He knows that they were there and they didn't know what the fuck was going on because he was there to see that. He could have been like, there's a possibility you're going to go back to the 60s. <laughs> How do I know? Well, uh, Carter had a she has some botflies in her hand right now, and that's made me realize that the time is coming. <laughs> OK, so obviously they don't get to this planet they're going to, they get right back into Cheyenne mountain and there's they're in the gate room, which is now like a rocket room. And there's going to be a test burn, which is clearly going to kill all of them. Yeah. Well, it's weird because at first it's just the gate room and then it changes into the, mm -hmm. into the rocket room. I'm like, what? Like, how does that work? I don't know. But then, uh, but yeah, (laughs) just immediately they're like, (laughs) like some timey wimey shit. I don't know. Like is now. (laughs) Yeah. Like in 20 seconds. And so everyone's, what I love is everyone's panicking except for Teal. I love it. Teal has like actually maybe too much chill, but I thought, but it turns out he's just the only one who has a, a viable plan. Everyone else's plan is scream. Oh, it's a very action or action packed couple of seconds. Yeah. It's like crazy camera angles are like, Oh, find a way out, push some buttons. (laughs) I don't know. But speaking of Teal, who does successfully like, Use use like an electrical pulse to stop the burn. Zach gunning, Zach gunning that shit. But speaking of teal, what a bad time to be without without his Jeff Bezos hat. That just screams Russian spy to me. <laughs> exactly. And 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 also to these dudes who uh, bum rush them once once the once the test ends. And they're like, and they're like, get on your knees. And you notice how everyone gets on their knees, puts their hands behind their head. Yeah. Until gets on his knees, but he's like, you know, I'll I'll do that, but fuck a putting my hands on my head. Fuck you. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's because he has a bunch of hair grease on him. On it. Oh they yeah. They were all trying it out, and you know. And so he was like, I'll just oil up my head. I got my skin. I got skin there. <laughs> Although he'll, he'll somehow get hair later. I know. I don't understand like why he would buy a wig. <laughs> or was that road trip just really long? <laughs> I know. It is really weird. But <clears throat> so they're captured. Oh yeah. They're asked if they're Russian spies. They get O'Neill mouths off a lot. A lot. If Sam is like, sir, shut the fuck up so many times that that the guy threatens to shoot them if they speak again. <laughs> and uh then then we go to the beautiful intro. Yeah. Uh very nice beautiful intro yeah yeah and we come back those dudes are like jumpy as hell you know i mean i guess that makes sense right because how did those people get in there they weren't there and then they were there they had some some of that 60s amphetamines you know Mm -hmm. and we 
exit the intro into a scene right where daddy have I already said this on this podcast daddy's wearing a pussy hat <laughs> my stepmother um, oh okay god rest her soul I hope someday God. anyways she's a magnificent human being but anyway she was in the army and those to those that they called those envelope hats pussy hats oh okay because when you um, take them off and you hold them lengthwise and then push the ends together. It looks like a vagina. Sarah's giving uh, yeah, <laughs> panta- pantomiming for, for my sake yeah. and, and yours. It's, it's not useful. I think that my words were useful <laughs> enough. So anyway, I just had to, I felt like I needed to write that down. My brain was like, you have to. Well, yeah, when, when I, uh, I was like, oh, we're, so we're in the requisitions office and they have all of uh, the gang shit. They're crazy tech. And, yeah. And dude and other dudes like, yeah, we got to send this off. This stuff's crazy. I don't know what it is. I don't ask questions, dude. And he helps. He, he leaves. And so this guy, lo- love this guy. He's, he's like, he finds the note. And he's like, yeah. oh, out of all this stuff, this piece of paper is the most interesting. What is this? Opens it up. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's very short. It says, help them, and has a couple dates on it. And it's it says, times. it's addressed to George. George! Baby daddy. <laughs> yes, I called him baby daddy, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, this note makes him pause. So that, that, that little mystery uh, is, ends there. And we cut to the gang. And man, immediately they're like, Carter's like, we must have time traveled. So they're talking about, yeah, she's like, we time traveled. And Daniel's, Slow and they're down. talking about, <laughs> <laughs> what? Me? Oh, no, Carter. It's like, Slow. oh, yeah. She's like, so we time traveled. And I'll tell you what, because I did some research on ways to use the gate um, because we can figure out how to dial it. So we're like, maybe we could use this shit for time travel. And so, like, I was ordered to study like solar flares and, the problem was we could, and then Daniel's like, shut up. We could go sightseeing like crazy <laughs> yeah. with this thing. And then Teal's like, shut up. We could um, kill baby Hitler. Yeah. 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 And maybe somebody could hug Donald Trump as a child. Someone else, though, not me. No, not me, you. Daniel. But maybe, yeah. And maybe at this point, we should be in the future, we'll be asking, would you go back in time and kill baby Putin? Who knows? It's Baby it's March it's March fourteenth, twenty twenty two. We're either on the brink of fucking nothing or World War Three. Oh God, who knows? <laughs> and uh, so Sam is a ever the buzzkill, right? And oh, also re- super big, selfish big because she's kill. like, I'm just gonna say super selfish too because she's like, we could change our own histories. We could even like, if you you know, keep ourselves from being born. And I'm like, okay, look, bitch. If I had the chance to time travel and like stop genocides, I would definitely risk not being ever existing and whatever. (laughs) Like sometimes I would risk that for nothing at all. So I would definitely risk it for to stop genocides. I mean, maybe. Well, yeah. They they all seem to be mouthpieces for different ways of looking at it, right? Like, well, I'm on Team Teal. Well, Car- Carter, yeah, yeah, she brings up the grandfather paradox and she brings up the butterfly effect, you know, mm-hmm. like that little changes will will amount to huge changes eventually. O'Neill, he just wants to leave. <laughs> like he doesn't give a shit. 
No, I know. I would probably also just want to leave as well. Well, well and, and he had a good, he's like, haven't we already altered history just by being here? And Carter's like, well, yeah, we, we did, but now we're in damage control. And so we have to concentrate on that. And so we just don't say anything. We don't, we destroy all, we try to destroy all of our shit and we'd say nothing about anything. Here's what <laughs> I'm going to tell you. I would be like, I want to stay here in 1969. And, um, I want to like, as a Gen Xer, as someone who came of age in the eighties and nineties, mostly the eighties where all I was told all the time is like, have sex and you will die like a long, horrific bleeding out Mm -hmm. death. I would probably just stay in the sixties and have a whole pre- HIV AIDS decade to fuck around. <laughs> well, O'Neill kind of hints at that. He's uh, later in the episode. He's like, this is a great time. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's, what ta- that's what he was talking about. <laughs> that's, that's funny. I mean, that was a long, that's a long trip that the gang takes. Yeah. I mean, that is a, they, they go on quite a uncomfortable seeming road trip together. <laughs> and I was like, how much money does daddy Hammond keep in his pocket? Anyways, oh, we'll, 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 talk, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. How do I like that? They ask them. They, so they come in the room. The soldiers, the airmen come in the room and they ask Daniel if he's a Russian spy in Russian. Yeah. And he goes, yet. What a dickhead. What a dumb, stupid dickhead. Even O'Neill is like, why? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and well, and he seems so, and he seems so brain dead about it, too, because he because he's like, well, that's what they asked me. So I. I know 23 languages like that character is fucking Gen X he should know better (laughs) than to speak Russian during the Cold War (laughs) idiot well, they well uh, they decided to take O'Neill in for some interrogation so we cut to her interrogation room uh, where I'm just where immediately I was like smoking in government facilities here we go Mm -hmm. oh maybe I wouldn't want to stay back in time where you could smoke everywhere Oh, yeah. Cigarette, cigarette smoke makes me really sick. And we've got we've got a greased hair, greased back 1960s little Cold grill War cream. era yeah. type government hard ass dude who definitely has lung cancer 30 years from now <laughs> uh, interrogating O'Neill. Looks like looks like shit. Yellow teeth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess he's just he's asking O'Neill some questions and O'Neill stays flippant. And first off, he's like, who are you? And O'Neill's like James T. Kirk. He says, I'm Captain James T. Kirk of the USS Enterprise and Tori for a hundred dollars of fake game show money. Sweet. What's wrong? What's wrong with that? Uh, na, na, uh, na, 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 well, because Star Trek na, aired like aired in na, like 1966. Yes. So that dude would already that. know yep. who Kirk was. It, the first episode aired 9866. I looked that fucking shit up. <laughs> Hey, look, O'Neill, O'Neill tried. We know what O'Neill's trying. Yeah, he messed up. Or maybe this or maybe this dude doesn't fucking know. He doesn't know. Star, this dude's know not cool. He doesn't have a TV. No. What? Okay, I got another question for you. And since you know off the top of your dome there what year Star Trek first aired, I'm going to ask you what the T stands for. Thelonious? Wait, what? <laughs> Thelonious? Ty- Tiberius. Tiberius. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, and I've got one more question for you. Wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to see 
Colonel Jack O'Neill as a Star Trek captain. Mm. Mm. Yay or nay? I think I think you'd do all right. I think you'd do. I think he'd right. be g- good as hell. Yeah. I'd love to see that. Yeah. In fact, boy, I feel like real dickhead for saying this, but um, you know that show Enterprise. Mm-hmm. I guess he was busy doing this show. I'm just saying he might have been more compelling than uh, that, the Bacula. Yeah. No. That show was like nobody in the cast seemed very dynamic. <laughs> no one was having fun. <laughs> Except for the Vulcan. And she seemed frankly like too dynamic. <laughs> like she was. <laughs> um, no, they pl- they played everybody the intro song right before filming and everyone got super bummed out. Um, so we get Punny Jack in this scene. Because he's asked, what are these guns? What are these guns called? And he's like, it's hard to say. And then he's like, don't get smart with me. And he's like, no, it's really hard to say. <laughs> he's being very honest. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's because he's like a, act- like a colonel from the future that he feels so comfortable being such a shithead, but. It's funny. Oh, well, well, that well, that's the thing. Because in my mind, I'm like, all right, is it is it like O'Neill's like battling because he's trying to do what Carter told him to do is basically just not give any information of any kind. I but he can't not talk. He's that guy who can't just sit there and not say anything. Well, especially to another military guy, you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, and and then and then the, <laughs> the interrogators like, I love that he's like, well, you can talk to me or you can talk to the CIA. And then even, and then O'Neill like flinches at that. And I'm like, damn, was the 60s CIA like fucking like a big deal? Like, well, because I think the CIA is a big deal now. Cause I know they have all these black sites and they've got Gitmo and okay, so, yeah, O'Neill knows, but, but I'm like, I felt like the 60s CIA had to be better. Right. <laughs> Than current CIA, well, was current the 50, CIA like, scarier? Wasn't the 40s and the 50s CIA like super cringe? Like they they were doing some crazy oh. shit. And then maybe they Jesus. cooled off in the 60s and 70s. I've almost never heard more of an understatement than the CIA is cringe. <laughs> I love <that>. They're like <laughs> evil and terrifying, but okay. <laughs> Just trying to like measure the cringe ebb and flow of through time. <laughs> Okay, I like they're the cringe they're probably pretty of high up. getting poked in the center of your eyeballs with needles and on the end of those needles is a picture of your parents fucking. That's how cringe the CIA is. <laughs> <laughs> so O'Neill says, you know what? Fine, I'll tell you the truth. Mm. My name isn't my name isn't Kirk. No. Nah. My name's Luke Skywalker. Hell yeah. Tori. Would Colonel O'Neill make a good Luke Skywalker? Uh, a, a young MacGyver? A young MacGyver? Well, no, he's Han Solo. Hmm. Yeah, I guess Daniel would be a better Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Carter is a good Princess Leia. Which doesn't make Teal too. Is Chewbacca it, it, a stone cold badass? And I never noticed. But now oh, that yeah. I think that, well, that he's yes, Teal. That is true. Chewbacca is awesome. He's a, he is a stone cold badass. I mean, yes, logic throws us in, 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 in there. I'm sorry. Is glasses C-3PO? <laughs> Is or, Daddy or, Obi-Wan or, Kenobi? <laughs> no, I was going to say, well, I think glasses might be R2-D2 and Daddy might be C-3PO. I don't know. 
Well, maybe daddy is that lady who's like several Boston's had to die to bring us this information. Oh, my mom, 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 well, look, no, well, yeah, he says Luke Skywalker, and that's and that's the one that's the that's the one that like he doesn't believe, which is wild because that's the one that should be believable to him. Well, it's just he didn't. Uh, that was in seventy seven, you know. That's, that's, yeah, that's right. So he doesn't know that it's a character. Do you think when Star Wars came out, he was like, "What? That's uh, so weird." I interrogated a guy in the sixties. He's on. He's. <laughs> Oh, that, that reminds me of one time <laughs> <laughs> these Russian spies came. Yeah. Is this movie? This movie is Russian propaganda. Well, yeah. So, yeah, that's a weird scene. Uh, we cut just a slight thing in the present where Hammond is just standing around and looking uh, worried. Yeah. Glasses 2.0 comes up to him and is like, yeah, so they haven't come back. So, yeah, we should be doing all these like procedures. And Hammond's like, nah. Don't yeah, this is it. when they've got to figure out on their own. And glasses is like, what? And he's like, yep. Okay. Do you know something we don't, sir? He does. Do you think glasses 1.0 would have given a little pushback? Well, yeah, well, I don't, yeah, maybe. I don't know. No, I don't think no, he at this at this point in his career, no. no. No, but by a season like six, he would have given nice, pushback. nice. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we cut back to the past. <laughs> Okay, so we get a we get a shot. They're sending the gang somewhere. We get a shot of a billboard. Did you see this billboard? Uh, uh-uh. uh. It says, "Breathe deeply, folks. Soon be in Albuquerque. Visit oh. Mike's Leather Emporium. It has like a half-dressed chick, like boobs oh, ready sh- to pop out, like what? a le- like a leather mama." I should I should send you the photo. Anyway, that, it so was- Albuquerque's always been like whatever. <laughs> breathe okay. deeply folks hey albuquerque if you're listening i'm on your side fuck the media and they're fuck the establishment yeah well anyway yeah the gang the gang is being transported they're inside and they're just like no you know we got we should figure out what we're going to do they're going to separate us pretty soon but okay by the way why are they alone in the back of that van? Why don't they have like an MP or two back there, an armed guard? That doesn't make any sense. And also in a minute, we're about to find out that one of their Zat guns is back there. And that makes zero fucking sense because all their other shit was sent for security reasons oh, yeah. on a separate vehicle. Well, it was the 60s. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was a different time. It was a different time. Well, so while, while they're driving around, a tire uh, suddenly flattens, explodes. They go pull off to the side. One of the, the the guy who I thought was like a requisitions officer, he's like, "I'll I'll go in the back. Don't worry, fellas." Gets back there, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, that was me. I I arranged that. I somehow and it's, did that. It's baby daddy, and I have some <gasps> word. I have words to say about baby daddy. Baby he daddy, sexy. Oh shit. And and he does a good job with daddy's oh fuck yeah cadence and inflection it's incredible aaron aaron pearl is the actor's name and Man, i'd it's like really to see good i'd like to see aaron pearl in some more shit mm-hmm. oh yeah. wow yeah well yeah carter sees that like she sees hammond on there 
And he's like, yeah, you know, I, I got, you know, I'm just this guy. I'm just hanging out in the mountain doing my job. And I get this note with my handwriting on it. What, what the fuck, what the fuck is this? Uh, I'm willing to destroy my career for this. So tell me what's up. <laughs> so then they have a 20 minute conversation <laughs> while the other two guys conveniently stay in the cab of the, of <laughs> well, the truck. They're, no, they're just like sort of like going in like this NPC route around the truck, just like <laughs> checking out the, the flat tire. Yeah, no, they do have a big conversation. Carter, she immediately throws out all the caution that she's been telling everybody else to do. Because because she knows this guy like she didn't think she would meet anybody she knows like she meets like, yeah, the first right. person and she's like, fuck it. We're time travelers. She's she I mean, I'm like this, too. She's like telling everybody else how they need to conduct themselves. And the second she has the opportunity <laughs> to talk to anybody, she's like, so anyway, you'll never believe it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and yeah, they're like, yeah, you did it. You, 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 you wrote that note. You gave it to us to come back here. O'Neill's like, yeah, you know, like we know you, this is your idea. Like we, we, we can't read your mind, but you're, you're here to help us. So help us. And so he goes and he uncuffs Sam and she goes, ouch. And he's like, <laughs> and he looks at this disgusting festering it looks wound worse. It looks worse on her hand. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's infected as put some bacitracin <laughs> on that. Or like, I don't know anything like um, even Teal's like that's some that open wound looks bad. <laughs> he's like, would you like a symbiote? Because um, it would fit. They, yeah, that <laughs> it's fucking gnarly. It's so bad. And so Hammond is like, did I hurt you? But mostly he's clocking the cut on her hands. That's right. That's right. Now, look, this is the thing. I mean, we got we I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Baby daddy. Hammond. I didn't realize that he's been like assigned to the mountains for like most of his career. Good point. That is really weird that he would be assigned to the mountain as like a baby daddy. And then unless he requested to come back as a general. Yeah. Yeah. He loved his time there. 28 yeah. floors underneath the ground. Maybe he requested to come back just so he could do this, be there for this mission. Oh, uh, yeah. Daddy was like, I have a destiny now. And and that brings me to my second point is that, okay, so what they're telling us is that he's been living with this for over 30 years. He knows exactly who all these people are. He's met all of them. Yeah. I mean, think about it like... from the daddy of like season one, episode one. Like he's, yeah. he's, he, he's always, he's, he's always known all of them, always known that they would be on the team. He's known Teal was going to join them. Wait, when you watch this on Netflix, right? Yeah. Okay, so you watch this on Netflix, and when you're waiting to push play on the episode, they always show the same scene from episode one where they get he meets O'Neill and he acts surprised that O'Neill knows how to use a gold weapon, mm. Jaffa weapon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's such a dickhead to Teal, and yeah. um, he's known Sam and her dad for a really long time, like his whole like man that motherfucker i would tell him anything <laughs> yeah i i don't know i mean this is world this is world breaking like like you're just you're telling me the daddy is a daddy he's the daddy he he knows he's prescient he knows all this stuff's going to happen somehow some way at some point he knows that time travel exists he's known time travel right? has existed for 30 years that's probably the real reason he decided to take this job 
I think he's he's been to combat knowing well I live. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I I just um I agree it's world breaking. It's it's no You got to be careful great. to bring time travel into shit cuz it fucks shit mm-hmm. up. Especially if you're going to have like one of your main characters be in on it. <laughs> like really in on it. Yeah. Which I is a weird decision. Yes, yes it's it is. It's a weird decision that they made. I mean, I like sexy baby daddy, but it's still <laughs> such a weird decision. Well, and thirdly thing about it is, well, and he's see, you know, when he sees Carter's hand, we know that he also never planned to keep the mountain stocked in at least a slightly larger sized gauze. <laughs> he did. He did that on purpose because he was like, I'll have to remember. I'll ha- I need this. I need this as the marker. That's probably what it is. He probably snuck into the infirmary and stole all of the <laughs> the actual bandages and bacitracin. And, and and Dr. And Dr. Fraser tries. She's like, well, yeah, I, I, I would wrap that a lot better, but nope, it's all we're, it's we're all... orders from Hammond. Any any hand injuries, just sort of give it the once once over. It's all non-medical grade rubbing alcohol <laughs> that he's actually just replaced with vodka. So it's only like 40% and he's yeah and scotch tape <laughs> that was literally it wasn't it was like the thin it was like the thin with mm-hmm. scotch tape too yeah it, yeah not even fuck. good scotch tape all right anyway, that, that's all that's all I had with that <laughs> General Hammond that you know gives them their ray gun back and he calls it a ray gun yeah and it was a really cute moment and I would hope that I remember to call it a ray gun from now on <laughs> even though it doesn't shoot rays so well yeah he uh he gives it to him and then yeah and then does a little ruse so that o'neill can shoot his compatriots and, and then another truck comes and there's more shooting o'neill just mm-hmm. flattens oh everybody. yeah hammond is part of like the the trap for them he just lays there and pretends pretends to be on unconscious yeah he's in deep he's in deep for these strangers time travelers apparently uh because wait tori if you got i'm sorry if you got a note to you in your handwriting okay if you read your was your handwriting the same like 30 years ago as it is today uh probably not Mine, mine, same. And other people have handwriting similar to what mine was 30 years ago. It's a lot. It's, just, yeah. It's a big, yeah. It's, it's a big leap. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but, especially because we know that we know that daddy's a real, um, deep down real dickhead. So. Oh, well, <laughs> but no, maybe, maybe young daddy was a dreamer. He maybe, <laughs> maybe young daddy he, was, he was idealistic uh, yeah. and had a very specific handwriting, which when you see it, not really, but he recognizes it, I guess. And that's enough. So yeah, so they're all taken care of. O'Neill goes into the truck and then shoots all their belongings out of existence. Um, except for the gate fob. Good thinking. They like take time for him oh, to right, grab right. the gate fob, yep, yep, throw yep. it to Carter. <laughs> so that they can send their remote signal back when, when the time is, time is upon them. And then, and then O'Neill's like, what, "What? What kind of money? What kind of money you got on you with with the gun?" He's like, "What? what you got any money?" 
<laughs> I know. And Hammond hands him like $3. And he's like, this is perfect. It'll be good for gas money and a new wardrobe for four people. It's 69, right? Like that's, <laughs> yeah. but why, why does Hammond got so much, so much and his Hammond doesn't even have keep his money in a wallet. It's a crumpled up wad in yeah, his yeah, pocket. Just, yeah, in his pot, yeah, yeah. I think it's so that we can't see how much it is, <laughs> but it looks like two or three crumpled up singles to me. Oh man. The vending machine will never take those back back then either. Like, well, yeah. Uh, O'Neill takes his money and then shoots him. <laughs> but I will say this: I was gonna make a joke about like how he had clearly wanting to be do, wanted to do to shoot him, but he really looked like he didn't want to do it. Oh yeah. Well, like I hope you know I'm doing this. What I'm about to do next is to keep you from getting court-martialed. Yeah, and that's and that's that's fair, you know. Yeah. yeah. Just, but that's the end of Baby Daddy for this episode. It's over. Yeah, no that's more. too bad because he's kind of he's one of the two best parts of this episode. The other best part is still to come. Oh God, I can't wait to hear what, to hear what that is. Uh, oh, it's it's Teal oh, in his sixties. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. He's the only one who looks good. <laughs> so. Anyway, so they're they're getting away and they're walking through the woods. And yeah. They're talking about what to do. And they've got the note from Hammond and they figure out that some event must happen on these dates that they can use to power the gate. They just have to figure out what that event is. It's very back to the future. Uh, yeah. 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 They, they, they have some information that they're not sure about it. All they know is they have to find a gate of some kind and they know it exists. They finally bring up Antarctica. Oh yeah. Yeah. Again, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, you know, what about the Antarctica gate? And as they're, I'm sorry, but like as they're walking around and I'm like watching them, like they're fucking stuck in 1969. They're wearing fatigues. I just, speaking of fatigue, I'm sorry. I would quit this job <laughs> at this point with a mission like this in front of me. I'd be like, when we get back, I am done. I am quitting. I'm going to get a job at Arby's. I don't care. This is too much. This is too much. Like I'm going to try to get a buyout from the government to keep me silent on this project. That's what I'm going to try to do. And then I'm just going to get, get a cabin on like Whidbey Island. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, well, they, but they have a plan. They got to do it. So they, they, they roll up to a road and, and, and O'Neill's like, Carter, stick your thumb out. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay. So she starts hitchhiking. So I had a lot of thoughts about this. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I had questions. They're all questions. I was like, okay. At first I was like, is he being, cause like, hey, tits and ass, put your thumb out. And I was like, she's not really, I don't know. I was like, that would suck. But then. I was like, maybe it's because she's so much less likely to be a serial killer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure some of the some of all of that was was in his decision. Yeah, uh, and well, and she, and she gets into it. Like she like pops mm -hmm. out the thumb. She pops out her hip a little bit, and then she starts getting yeah. pissed when people. <laughs> <laughs> like she gets like she's like what hey like she she really gets into a role oh and i was gonna say when they're talking about finding the gate and what to do daniel jackson is useful on this mission so he's oh. like how 
you know who lives in New York is, you know, we should, uh, Catherine, we should yeah. go to New York yeah. and find Catherine. That's mm-hmm. how we'll find the gate. That's pretty useful shit. Oh, yeah. Well, and then when Carter, she, she, you know, she's like, no, you can't meet her. And he's like, well, we'll just, we won't say who we are. We'll just I speak 26 languages. Do you yeah, want to like, pick one? Pretend I'm a foreigner. And apparently I can do uh, some shitty American. Oh, can't like English speaking. <laughs> Speaking with that, I I believe I can do speak English with twenty seven different accents as because well. Speaking languages and doing dialects, two completely different things. Completely different words. Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't want to jump ahead too much. No, okay. we'll, get, we'll get into it. Well, so <laughs> C- Carter is unsuccessful. No one's picking her ass up. So Tilk decides he's like, you know what? On a, on a, this is not acceptable goes and stands in front of the next vehicle, a hippie bus. Mm-hmm. Here we go. And while, and while, while hippies are steeped in white privilege, it's unavoidable, inextricable. Hippies are so dope because Teal is like, yeah, this isn't working. And so he goes and stands in front of the hippie bus. like he's, And then the dude driving is like, man, we would have stopped. <laughs> and I believe they would have. Oh yeah, Definitely. Just giving Carter five more seconds. It, it, it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no. Look, the, the, this is the this is the worst hippie in the world. I, I I can't I can't I couldn't I couldn't handle it. How horrible this hippie was. Tell me more. Oh, it's just it's just so banal. It's just so like they just they just they they grabbed a piece of paper and cut out a vaguely humanoid shape of a hippie, <laughs> and then like put like some brainstorm some like phrases you know far out i dig a wall i got drafted and put him in a blender <laughs> blended him up and then just threw him on the piece of paper and that's what came out you know it's just kind of yeah like, he's pretty milk toast he doesn't really bring anything to the to the whole thing emotionally no no and he could because because his girlfriend does like she's yeah. much better oh yeah she's yeah, yeah. No, better no, no, actress. Yeah, yeah yeah or actor she's a much better actor than he is but yeah, he's like, yeah, come on in. So everyone rolls into the hippie bus. Yeah, because out. Jack is like, we have gas money. But one out of three. <laughs> and then he's like, do you know where we can buy cheap clothes? If you see a cheap clothes place, <laughs> please Which, take us to there. Which apparently is like a farmer's market where you buy clothes that should be cheap for a huge upsell. But maybe it was different in the 60s. I don't know. Well, yeah. But their their clothes are all like super in style. I feel like they should have found a bunch of 50s clothes at this like outdoor flea market. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, they got the newest shit. They do. And they all look like shit except for Teal. Uh, well, hang on a second. I look at this. Like for, first off, first off. No. But this mm-hmm. is we have to say that this is in the Daniel midst. looks like Mickey Dolan's. He goes for the college look. He's doing the college, the 60s college thing. He looks like the worst monkey. Carter, just hippie, but like sort of just clashing hippie. Just sort hippie of mom. She looks like hippie, hippie mom. soccer okay. mom. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Tilk is just Hendrix, just straight up. Yeah, maybe that's why he looks so good. Yeah. He is, yeah. And O'Neill couldn't even deign to go hippie. Nope. No. Yeah. <laughs> Arthur Fonzarelli. <laughs> He he wouldn't he he I I can only imagine the scene at the farmers market and he's like mm-mm, mm-mm. I just I'm glad to know that in the 60s leather motorcycle jackets counted as cheap clothes 
Yeah, that's a good jacket. Look fun. We, and how much money did Hammond give them? I know. And what's amazing is he later on gets to come back to the present with that jacket. Holy shit. He probably sold that shit for her. I'm surprised that we don't see Teal'c in his off time walking around the mountain in his cool, cool clothes. Cause those are like some of his only cities. <laughs> anyway, I had thought that Teal'c based on many of his statements had studied up on our history like when he was like, perhaps we could use time travel. Well, first of all, perhaps I'll never leave the base. And second of all, perhaps we could use time travel to write many of the atrocities uh, committed on your planet. But when like the he's sitting up front with the milk toast hippie dude. Yeah. That guy's like, yeah, we're, I, I'm thinking we're actually thinking about going over the border into Canada you know, because the war until the war with Canada. <laughs> and, <laughs> and even the hippie is like, man, this dude's spaced out. Well, yeah, it's all. Yeah. The whole, the whole hippie thing is pretty neutral. Like not, not much happens. The only really cool part is when the hippies also still talking to Tilk and he's like, so what's that thing on your forehead? Does that symbolize peace? And Tilk's like <laughs> slavery to false gods. So and then he- that's so badass. And he asks him something else about, I think this is also badass. He, go, he asks him something else about like, so is it like, and he's like, speak of it no further. <laughs> and the guy's like, okay, I'm sorry. Can I just say that all of this is framed in a montage? Oh my God. I know all of their clothes shopping. Fucking and like, a. I love it. It's so, it's so funny. And I will say like Teal is the only one who rocks his outfit. I do not know why he bought a wig. Because he also has a scarf around his head, which yeah. is perfect. But not only does he look hella cool, but at the same time, he does. He looks cool while somehow also looking like he's a guest on Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Riding in the mystery van. <laughs> yeah. And helping to drive it. Like this is a long, I mean, they're going from fucking Albuquerque around Albuquerque to New York. This is a yeah. long road trip. This is does four or five days. Does Teal'c drive? I mean, he does. He probably learned along the way. They, they had a lot of time to spare. I guess so. I mean, it's a useful skill because sometimes they take vehicles onto planets. I mean, they, they yeah, they, they get clothes in Amarillo. Uh, they help f- fix the bus in St. Louis. They're getting high in the bus. They're like, they're, you know, they're getting to know the, the two hippies. They camp out. Yeah, they're they're camping like this is this is great, right? Like this is kind of fun. Oh, my God. So, yeah, they and after the montage, they're camping out and they're like eating soup around the campfire. And it's just the four of them before the two hippies eavesdrop. But do you think they were like, oh, those two went off to fuck. Now we got time to chat for a minute. Like what (laughs) made them like, why were they all separated? And what made them think they could talk freely about time travel? It's space travel. Well, my whole thought was that like after the montage, I was like, all right, they've all gotten to know each other. Like maybe, you know, it's just like, they're just sort of hanging out. Like they're, they're comfortable with them in a certain way, you know, like, but, but then that gets blown up because yeah, they're talking about stuff. Like they're talking about, well, Carter's like, all right, I figured it out. It's the solar flares. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. Like, like that's why we traveled through time. Like, cause we, we went through a flare or something right when we were going. And so these, that's what these times are on this note. 
Hammond did the, well, he told yeah. me to do the research and then I researched, I found these and he put those on the note. These are the times that we have to go back through the gate on. Very back to the future. And uh, that's what they got to do. Um, but then, yeah, the two hippies come in and they're like super awkward around them. And I'm like, haven't you guys just taken like a five day road trip together? Like you got to sort of like, have you been standoffish with like your ride for the past five days? Like you haven't gotten yeah, high right? with them or, or like other things where you're from <laughs> or like, yeah. Or other Anonymous things. group sex. That's what I meant. Yeah. I mean, it's 1969, baby. Well, and so the gang decide to pretend that they're aliens. Oh my God. The gang doesn't decide that. Jack decides that. <laughs> Which honestly is probably a pretty good decision. Well, yeah. That means they don't really have to tell them anything at all. And they don't have to be, and they don't have to say they're military, even though they were wearing military fatigues when they got picked up. They don't have to get, yeah, they can just, they don't really have to get into it. They can just, they can't tell you more. Sorry. And yeah. like, yeah. So, so they're like, Hey man, what are you guys talking about? You're talking about space travel and stuff. You told us you were in trouble with the authorities. Yeah. Establishment. Yeah. He was like, yeah, just not the establishment of this planet. <laughs> you dig. He's like, Oh, dig, dig. Yeah. Yeah. Dig, dig. And they're like, yeah, we need help. We need to get to New York. And so, uh, the, the, the lady hippie is like, we got to help them. We, you know, we gotta, we gotta do it, you know? And fucking Jackson is over here going, yeah, from a galaxy far, far away. And did you, they, man, Sam's cool it, knock it the fuck off eyes. Man, that was a good 30 seconds or 20 seconds of Sam just looking at him like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) What are these hippies going to remember? Remember this? Well, I mean, they are, they're aliens. Like this isn't going to affect time. Like, well, it's just, I think she was like, stop getting cheesy. Stop saying extra oh, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this probably is going to affect time. But I mean, no, I mean, hippies say a lot, have said a lot of shit. No one believes them. It's going to be the same Dude, with these two. At this point in time, 2022, fucking former like Pentagon officials or somebody have told us that there's aliens and we were all too busy going, look things are politically difficult and plus COVID. <laughs> Put that on the back burner for now. The the most important thing. I think like at least 60% of Americans already believed in you in that, that aliens had visited earth and the U S government knew. So I think people were like, meh, we knew that. Yeah, it I didn't know. Like I, I was a bit, I was like, I would like to know more because to me, this is actually a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, well, yeah, they, they get to, they, they, they keep, they keep going. They, they reach, they reach sort of like, uh, the Eastern seaboard and just really quickly, I was going to say like, man, like didn't one of them like at least like try to get away from Carter for like two minutes to like start a savings account in like Philadelphia or something. <laughs> it would have just taken yeah. a couple minutes, 30 right? Minutes, just 30 take... years from now. Oh my God. Just put one, of, put one of those sweet, sweet baby daddy dollars, crumpled dollars in there that, mm-hmm. that shit but i will say because they make a quick stop at like the planetarium mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. to to see if there's solar flare to make sure there's solar flare activity and in this scene we get a haired and 
bandana it up Chris Judge in profile. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> God, he looks amazing. What are you talking about? So, what, what, standing right next to a uh, a handkerchief leather jacket bound MacGyver <laughs> in his fucking Fonzie. Look, all I'm saying, and I'm not even, and I don't mean to even mean like sexualizing him. I just mean he looks magnificent. He looks fucking gorgeous. And it's not a bandana. It is a weird skull cap that is very problematic. (laughs) That it is got the continent of Africa on the side. It It says it says Lord Africa in the continent. And then it's got along the colors some sort of um I don't know. It looks like a like they tried to make a hat that was like both kente cloth and like reggae shit. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't it doesn't go with his outfit. Doesn't match it, he no. wasn't wearing it with before. It no. doesn't shield his eyes from the sun. It doesn't. I mean, maybe his hair looks like shit. I oh, I it's don't, from it's from the new hair product. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Because Sam could maybe borrow that hat because her hair looks like shit too, and it's equally inappropriate for her to be wearing it. So, yeah. anyways. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the, 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 yeah. Uh, Tilk and O'Neill dropped off to the observatory. Daniel and Sam go visit Catherine, younger Catherine. Woof! Whoa! Wow! And we're about to enter into what I wrote is an excruciating length of time for which anyone should have to listen to Daniel Jackson and his weird germlish. I, I sped up this part. I'm not going to lie. Did you, it was terrible. He was saying like... 1.25. He's basically speaking English with a super shitty German accent and then it just inserting like the easiest words like mine for my dying dying for your mine father and dying father. Oh my god, you must be German. Mine father und dein father. Except he didn't say und, he said and. <laughs> my father and und father. Dine. Dine. Yeah. I don't have much notes on this because I, I really just wanted to get it done. Uh, yeah, that, you, that, that was all my notes. I mean, I know he's pretending to be the son of like one of Catherine's associates. And he says that his father knew about the artifact. And she's like, oh, we thought there was only one. And he's like, no, there's a second one. And that somehow like ingratiates her to basically give the location of the start, the current Stargate and where it's at. Which was- even though, even though he references, yeah, yeah, mine <laughs> father's notes, uh, um, they were how, how you say, um, lost in the war or some shit. And I'm like, you're German. You picked of 26 fucking things you could have been. You picked German, and then you came here, and you're drop talking about the fucking war. And still getting help from this bitch. Oh shit! I, yeah, I question this bitch's ethics, her moral code. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take actually? Much. I don't question it. I think that a lot of white people are white supremacists. So. Oh, there you go. Okay. There you go. And why not somebody whose dad like was raping the desert of Egypt in her childhood? Yeah. No. No. It ma- it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Or in this swanky swanky house mm-hmm. in New York City somewhere, mm-hmm. getting getting given tea by her maid. Yup, and Daniel's like, 
Voist. <laughs> Carter's just sitting there silent. She Vo- doesn't say a word the entire time. Voist Stargate. Voist <laughs> Circle. <laughs> Big Circle. Uber Circle. Voist Uber Circle. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, I can tell you where that oh, is. Yeah, yeah cool. No, no worries. She's like, wait, you found part of a dialing device? Dope AF. I don't, I'll just tell you where it is. And I don't insist on coming with you, which from the Catherine we know is bullshit. Mm, mm, mm. Well, she had something else going on in 69. I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> like 69. <in. laughs> we, I don't this know. Time is great. Well, the, 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 that's it. That, the, that's all that happens in the same way. They figure out that there's an armory in D.C. somewhere. Oh, well, and then, yeah, like she's like, and then Dan, the last thing Daniel says is like he he twirls the spoon in the in the teacup and he's like, could you tell us which <laughs> armory? Like super villain, super <laughs> German villain. I'm like, Daniel, well, even Carter's like, oh, slow it down. You are so like, what is it? Colonel Clink from Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Would you tell us which armory? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you did such a good job. Wait, <laughs> well, she does, and so, and then, and then, meanwhile, O'Neill and Teal'c, uh O'Neill sees it, it's like stock footage of a solar flare from, I would probably guess, the sixties. Like mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> it does look like one of those sixties made like real to real things you would watch in like science class in science hour in elementary school. Yeah, but bam, damn, there. Uh, Carter was correct. The first time solar flare happens, done. All right, now we we have one more. T- Hammond, Hammond didn't. He only gave him two times. <laughs> like he could have given him several. He could give him a list, just a huge list throughout the years. Isn't it, and isn't it lucky that there were two solar flares like back to back? Yeah, we're, yeah, close to the date. It's like man, mm-hmm. give, give him like twenty years worth. I know it's not like it's like constantly flaring. Yeah, why didn't he give them more? Who knows? That is that is that's sus. <laughs> that is that is some. You know what that is? That's a twenty-four hour countdown. That is false tension. Yeah, there's no reason for that. Anyway, so they go to this armory. Well, yeah, yeah, they get they get picked up in the van right. and like do and like they like get into it as it's like moving. It's like it was weird, unnecessary. So cool. Yeah. Groovy, even. Groovy, dude. Man. Groovy, man. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, they get picked up, and they're they're going. They're rolling. The map morph montage. They get to Washington, D.C., and they're like, all right, hippies, you know, thanks. Thanks for all of this, uh, but, yeah, we're, we're going to do our thing. And hippies are like, we want to go with you. Oh, yeah. Take us with you because and that's where we find out that is his name, Mike. Michael's been drafted. Michael's been got his draft notice. And that's where Jack almost gives him a lecture about, I get, I'm assuming duty to country. Well, that that's my question, because like he's he what what happens is he's like Michael and Carter. She's like, you can't say anything. And my He's question got to make is, his own decision. What the fuck was he going to say? I know. Um, I don't know. Like with O'Neill, I kind of suspect he was going to be against draft dodging. But um, I imagine like O'Neill. So this is 1999. 
And what is it? What do you think O'Neill's like 50? Mm-hmm. I think 50, O'Neill's 55. old enough. I think O'Neill's old enough to have served in Vietnam, especially if he's a colonel by now. Maybe. Because yeah. he's kind of like my dad. I mean, how age. old is da- daddy at this point? He's a lieutenant. Like he looks like he's like a young twenties. Like, do they have their like times wrong, or is young daddy like in his thirties? Maybe he looks really like a good looking thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like O'Neill could still be ten years younger than him. Like he could be twenty eight, and O'Neill could still be ten years. And O'Neill's yeah. not that much younger than Daddy. He just looks better. <laughs> and didn't yeah yeah never tried to be a general and never went yeah. Not very many, there's not very many people get Colonel and then definitely not that many people get general, especially two-star general, <laughs> like, like daddy, he's daddy's a big deal. But yeah. I don't know. Like I, my mind, my mind went, cause all he does is go Michael and he's about to say something and I, he's and like I, Michael and is like super irritated. Like I'm going to lecture you with. Yeah. I don't know. I, my mind went it. I don't know where my mind went. Like it didn't go to like, he was going to be like, you should serve your country, son. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like I, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. That'd be a and weird just, thing even for him to say at that point. Why? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't, it's just uh, Michael serve your country, son. Like think about, think about the Jack O'Neill that you met in the movie played by Kurt Russell. And tell me what that Jack O'Neill would have said to that. He would he wouldn't have said anything to him. You don't think he would have like been like shut the fuck up and go to war? He would have like looked at him and sighed. You know, um, like this this Michael or this this O'Neill. I guess by th- by this point, Richard Dean Anderson has played Kurt Russell's Jack O'Neill long enough that he's really turned it into his Jack O'Neill. Oh yeah, oh yeah. By by like the fifth episode, I think. Yeah. I like didn't even notice that happening. Well, and then my and then my other thought was like, was he basically going to say that like, oh, the war only lasts for like some information about the war, because that's why Carter stops him, or I thought that was, but then or, I I don't know. It's it's I wanted him to continue, <laughs> but Carter had to stop it. And maybe he was going to say, "Don't bother," because someday you'll run for president and you'll be an actual meddled hero from Vietnam and somehow <laughs> somehow the Republican Party will make it seem like you're a piece of shit traitor <laughs> for saving the crew of your entire swift boat. And it'll then be known as swift boating the opponent. And nobody will ever have to have been in the military to be president ever again. Love it. In fact, I we're definitely, it. we're definitely, definitely, definitely gonna elect a draft dodger a and, rich and love draft it. dodger and love it. yeah and we're just half of somehow. us somehow somewhere like a third to a half of us are going to foam at the mouth with how much we love it and the rest of us are going to be like thank god that motherfucker's not president during this putin crisis <laughs> yeah well, anyway, yeah so carter's like can't don't say anything he's got to make his own decision and they're like yeah well you know well, we're just going to have to leave you, but thanks. And I'm like, come on, just give him some stock tips. Like, like go full back to give him some results of a, just like whisper, like the results of a world series to the dude, you know, you know, my stepfather served in Vietnam. He's a Lieutenant Colonel and he is now a democratic socialist. 
So maybe MacGyver did serve in Vietnam and was getting ready to tell that kid not to go. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I wish I, I wish he had been able to complete a sentence before. So yes, this all happens. And then, then they go to the, the armory. Yeah. And this thing is in a huge metal crate that must've made the world's loudest sound when it opened <laughs> and crushed everything beneath it. They're lucky that they placed that somewhere in the room where there was room for it to open. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't think it's it would have been all, No. And I don't think it would have realistically been all one door. I think it would have been a series of panels that had to be taken off. Yeah. And they would, they would have had this like stacked against a wall, like behind yeah. other stacks, not in the middle of a room. That's, that's right? not, that's not efficient, like no. packing of any kind, but the gang makes short work of it. But you know what else? This is the point where I noticed Sam's outfit includes a purse. <laughs> and I'm like, she is. So everybody's having to climb up on this thing and maneuver around. And Sam's doing it all while clutching a brown leather purse. And I was just like, the fuck. And then I remembered that she's not in her fatigues and women's civilian clothes don't have real pockets. She's like, I have to keep this. She's like, I have to have a purse because I'm carrying the remote. (laughs) I'm carrying the code, the code that'll keep us from slamming into the closed iris. O'Neill's like, just put that in your pocket, Carter. And she's like, what fucking pocket? And he's like, oh, and she's like, and also it's 1969. So I can't put it in my bra either. I didn't put it in my bra either. Cause also, I don't know about, I don't know about you other bitches out there. But it is, eh, who cares? It is 2022, and I don't think I'll ever wear a real bra again. Oh, damn. Never, ever. No, fuck it. You heard it here first, folks. Come try a, come try a braless <laughs> come bra. Try a, <laughs> come try a um, crop tank tops under your clothes to keep your nipples from chafing. That's all you need. Nice. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So they get the, the gates there in all of its magnificence. Uh, when they finally open it up and they're like, all right, well, let's, let's do it. So, so the gang's like, all right, we have to do it at this time. We got, we got to get power to this thing. So they get some trucks, jumpstart the thing and manually ad- address it. And they're revving the shit out of them. And I'm just like, should they be creating so much CO2 in this enclosed space? <laughs> but like how people like unalive themselves. Yeah. I don't know. Well, they're they're in a tough bind. They only have this one shot because Hammond only gave him two times, and they're also trusting they're trusting Hammond a lot here because they're like they're like how do we know it's we don't we don't have no idea how this works. Not even he does. And Carter's like it's okay because these solar flares are happening on the opposite side of the sun. So therefore, we went back in the past last time, but this time we'll go into the future because we're going from the other. It's like, yeah, are you sure about this? Like, do you? Oh, I should have been li- I should have been listening to that part because that seems helpful. Because mm-hmm. I was like, how do they know where they're going? And she's like, it has to be at exactly this time. But then it turns out they're getting shot at. So they have to go a few seconds early. Well, yeah, yeah. They they, they try to, it fucks up their timing sequence. But, you know, they, they get they get close. They, 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 they run through a hail of bullets. They all jump through. I mean, they basically go to like at least 30 years in the future. <laughs> they do. The, the gate room, which is, it's like everything's closed down for the winter. You're like, what the hell's going on here? Well, I mean, we don't see much of it. We just see the gate room and fucking Cassandra 
I know. And what? And who greets Sam? Not at all. She's like, oh my God, Colonel O'Neill. Oh my God, Teal. Oh my God, Daniel Jackson. And they're like, who the fuck are you? And she's like, Sam, I'll know who I am. And I'm like, then why didn't you say hi to her? That's true. That's true. Like she's your like godmother, I think. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and side note, she's like, Daniel, I didn't recognize you with hair. And I'm like, oh, my God. I like the idea that Daniel goes bald. Yeah. Does that mean if they're rebooting it and Michael Shanks comes back as Daniel, that he'll have to shave his head? Because I think he's still got hair. I'm just saying like that, like that's fucked up the timeline. Just saying that because now Daniel knows and it will gnaw at him. Oh, yeah. He has hindsight. Yeah. He can start Rogaine when you need to. <laughs> Can we talk about that future old lady dresses sure look fussy? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, okay. it's 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 something. It's it's just like everyone's in their sleeping garbs in the future, I guess. I, that looks like some uncomfortable shit to sleep in. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah, they jumped ahead in the future a little bit, and at, at this point, I'm just like, this is fucked. They can all rest easy now. They all know things are going to work out, sort of, somehow, at least oh, a little bit. Oh, that's true. They can rest easier easier than you and I can. Yeah. At least Cassandra's going to grow old, you know, at least. And the mountain mm-hmm. is around and the gate's still around. It all looks pretty decommissioned, though. It did. It did. So, but, you know, I don't know. It's a lot of information that, that's, that's pretty Ooh. world-breaking. What if this episode is the episode that they base the new show off of and they go back and it, and so the new show takes place in the future and they recommission. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ball. Wait, oh my out. God. Are we 30 years in the future from wait, 2009, 2019? No, we're only like 20 some years in the future, <laughs> but it's, we're enough in the future that Michael Shanks could play himself 10 years. Fewer than 10 years from now. Nice. Which is when nice. 2029 is. Well, yeah. She's like, well, I got to, I got to, I got to send you back. You know, I know I have the technology to do it. We'll just send you back. And, and Carter's and car, she can't help herself. She's like, oh, but there's so much that you can say. And she's like, um, you, right. You, exactly. No, again, again, she's the worst. She's like in the van <laughs> going, nobody say shit. She immediately was like, oh my God, you're going to be a general. And then she's like, nobody, <laughs> nobody say shit. And then she's like, so tell me what happened. <laughs> well, Cassandra can't tell them one thing. She says, your journey is just beginning. Which I would be like, nah, bitch, it's not because I'm quitting this job if we ever get to home. <laughs> like the minute that they were on the road hitchhiking was a minute where I was like, fuck this job. I would just be like, no, <laughs> I'm all fucking done. Well, I just thought it was just a little like, you know, wink and a nod from the writers. And they, they were like, you know, don't worry, audience. Season three and four have been greenlit and we're in full production. Uh, yeah, because they do, this it. show does a lot of audience winking early on in its in its yeah, life. We got we got the money moving yeah. to sci-fi at some point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which then these cutaways that seem like they're for commercial break will start to make sense. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, they make no, yeah, 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 yeah. She sends them back. They go back. and they get back to the base in nineteen in sweet nineteen ninety nine. Uh, and daddy's there. Our, our daddy, our daddy. I like, I like to call him at this point, daddy. Ha ha ha. Pay me though. Hammond. 
<laughs> because well, he, I mean, you know, he immediately he's calculated the goddamn interest. They didn't even agree on an interest rate, but he's calculated how much um, Jack owes him. Again, well, and, and then that made me think. I was like, all right, what? There had to be super low. I mean, $539 in 30 years of compounded interest. Oh, I thought it was $522.39. Uh, fair enough. But I mean, that's like what? That's like 0.5% or something like that, right? Like that's, that's not much. Unless it's an yeah. annual interest bond. It's, it's like a 2022 savings account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I better start one of those up. Yeah, you're you're definitely missing out on nothing. Well, yeah, well, well, and this is where we like officially learn that this is. So how 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 do so Carter was like how do we how did you know when to like give me that note? And he's like, yeah, like we could have gone back in time at any time. And he's like, well, that gangrenous <laughs> hand. Yeah, I waited till you were about to lose a finger. Yeah. <laughs> And and now I was like, now we know why we, he was always creeping around Carter in earlier episodes. <laughs> was he? He's, well, just just sort of like just kind of like hanging out, like he's checking out her hands. He always has to like oh. check out her hands, see if she's had a an accident, right? And she was always like, it's, "I'm really confused because my boss doesn't look in my eyes, but his eyes also aren't at boob level, so I don't really I don't know, know what, what that creepy at. motherfucker's doing." <laughs> He sort of describes things from his side of it, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. so it's an immutable tra time travel timeline, sort of, you know, it's not it's not back to the future. You can't you can't. The past is already set. Everything's already set. Hammond's always known about this. Nothing was changed. The timeline well, does fair, not change. To be fair, they didn't even try. Oh, well, I mean, it's a, a specific type of time travel. And they weren't there for very long. No, no. Marty, whole... Marty was there for a long time. <laughs> Marty went to fucking. Okay, this is the weirdest thing. He went to class for a couple of weeks. Yeah, just hanging out. What a doofus. <laughs> he probably wasn't like concentrating much. Maybe he learned something. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, probably more. <laughs> anyway, and then that's the end. The end. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, Tori, that's the end. Yeah. Were you comforted? No. By this up? No. What? No, I was not comforted. Say Time travel is too crazy to throw into a show like this. It's too much. Oh I, shit! I, it's the one, you know, and uh, it's it's just too powerful. At least wait a little bit. At least wait for like season five or six, not season two. Mm. You know. I think this was too early. In fact, in my mind, this took place. This episode took place in a later season. I was surprised. Oh, yeah. That it was at the end of season two. And the thing is, is it's like if they now that they know that the gay can do time travel, like why would they use it for anything else? Yeah. Well, because they can't predict solar flares, but they actually figure, they'd figure it out. They could figure out how to give it enough. If they were giving it enough energy, what well, was a solar flare plus combustion engine? Yeah, they can definitely <laughs> they can definitely figure it out. I mean, whatever. Like if, if if they if they find a pot, yeah, they they could find some technology to figure out how solar flares study put a month millions of dollars into studying the sun. Like this would this would be the end goal, and maybe that is Hammond's end goal. Maybe like, it is. He's had thirty years to ruminate on it. Truth. Anyway, no, I wasn't yes. comforted. Mm. Uh, what about you, Sarah? Were you comforted by this episode? Fuck yeah. 
<laughs> this was Star Trek meets the monkeys with a soup son of Doctor Who. <laughs> mm, beautiful recipe. Uh, hey, Tori. Yeah. When you were watching this episode and you're like, I relate to these characters. Did you ever think, mm, yeah, I'd like to be that guy. That's my yay. I'd hate to be that person. That's my nay. And I was like, that's a lateral move. That's my meh, I guess. Take it or leave it. Mm, did mm. you come up with any of those? Yes. Yes, I did. Um, my yeah is Hammond. And the only reason for that is that he finally got to send that note. That mm-hmm. is a 30 year note to self. I only interrupt when it's ding, 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 ding. Same Z's double Hammond. I also picked, I initially wrote down end of show Hammond for the same reason. And then I just said, you know what? Hammond in general, he was so chill. (laughs) So we got a double yay on there. What do you want to do next? Who's your, well, my, uh, my net, that's easy. It's Carter's hand. (laughs) Cause fuck that. Having to go to work with that. That's fucked up. That is fucked up. My net, since so we'll just go back and forth this time. My net is everyone ever conscripted into a war of imperialism. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Michael, but then I was like, you know, but not just Michael, general, yeah. but Michael represents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, but, well, my meh is, is, is uh, Michael. Uh, <laughs> just because you know no they, they were cool they were groovy they helped out yeah. the gang. and he's uh, probably going to canada anyway yeah oh yeah they're, yeah they're definitely going to going to be but yeah but now they're going to be talking about aliens for the rest of their life no one's going to believe them they got no stock <laughs> info uh it's a tough spot it's a tough spot my meh is germlish <laughs> oh your meh you what know, does that say about my life? My I, think, I think the whatever lateral move is being germlish. <laughs> doesn't say good things, Tori. Well, great. Well, Tori, yeah. next next week, our next episode is season two, episode 22, the 222. And it is called Out of Mind. O'Neill, Carter, and Jackson awaken from stasis in what appears to be the SGC and are told they have been in stasis for 79 years after being sent back through the Stargate. Each of them begins to recount missions for the new leasers of the SGC to help with the ongoing war against the Goa Uld. That's a problem with privatization. As time goes on, O'Neill becomes suspicious, eventually escapes, and learns the truth. It's still the present day, and they've been captured by the Goa Uld Hathor. What a big spoiler. Oh, shit. That's a big spoiler. Yeah. Let me read a different one in case it has less spoileriness. Well, it's, it, it's affected the most important person, me. Yeah, no, me too. <laughs> no, same. I had forgotten. I had forgotten who the bad guys were in that. All right. Uh, okay. So, all right. So it's sort of a flashback episode, like half flashback episode, half. That's kind of weird. Oh, dude, you're right. It's a flashback episode. Now I do not want to watch it. I hate flashback episodes the most. They don't even do that anymore. That it was such a thing when, when they had to crank out like 22 episodes per season of shows, there was always a flashback episode because the writers were tired. 
Yeah. They don't even do that anymore because everything's got like 12 episodes. But it also sounds like some real shit happens in it too. So it's sort of like half and half a little bit. It's a pretty cool flashback episode. Okay, cool. It's pretty All cool. Right. Well, season finale, season finale. This is it. Season finale. Get your fifth Avenue bars, get your popcorn, get your gin and tonic. That's what I've got. That's right. That's our, that's our official snack. Get your broads. You're drinking, <laughs> you're drinking vitamins and get on board. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> cool. Oh, hey, Tori. Yo. I want you to come try us some shit. Come try us. Yeah, come try us some new stuff. I love I like new stuff. All right, here's what I want you to come try us. Next time you make a gin and tonic, I want you to get fever tree aromatic tonic it's already got the aromatic bitters in it it mm. makes it a saint charles delicious the original gin and tonic then i want you to get some locally made scrappies cardamom bitters with an eyedropper and i want you to just put like four or five drops on top of that aromatic bitters gin and tonic and you'll be like i'm so happy i did that <laughs> oh that was actually pretty good. That was a good spot, actually. Yeah, come try that shit. Okay, that's some free ads for Scrappies and Fever Tree and gin. Just gin Just in general. Gin. Gin. I use, I think it's called whale gin. I don't know. It comes in like an aqua colored bottle. But I, I think, you know, a drier gin is always better. This is kind of a wet gin. It'd be good for like mm. a Spanish gin and tonic. But I like a, like a beef eater like a like a Plymouth like a yeah thanks Jen thanks Jen Jen's my best friend come try it <laughs> alright <laughs> sounds great hey everybody thanks for staying till the end since we don't do a bunch of banter on our show we like to have a little section called get to know your host we're um, we both answer an uncomfortable question from a deck of therapy cards that I got off Amazon. Hey, Tori, Yo. what was your, what was your favorite toy as a kid? And do uh, you still have it? Oh, I'd probably say my star Wars collection, my star Wars action figures. Probably my Same. Favorite. Same. Yeah. And, uh, yes, <laughs> I do have still have oh. several of them. They're God. hanging out on my bookshelf next to my star Wars books. I sold all of mine at a yard sale for $10 in the eighties. And my mom was like, I think you don't want to do that. And I did oh, it, man. but I, I do have two Greedos because when I got married the first time, instead of putting a little man and woman on the top of my wedding cake, I made a little bow tie for one of the Greedos. And got a Glamour Gals dress, which are like action figure size Barbies. I got a Glamour Gals wedding dress for the other Greedo and had Mr. and Mrs. Greedo on top of my wedding cake. Nice, nice. But that was really the only good thing about that wet that marriage. <laughs> the wedding cake topper. Yeah. So somewhere I've got two Greedos, I think, still. Nice. Um, well shit. All right. Yeah. No, that was. Now you know a little more about us. Yeah, like, surprise. Like Star Wars. We're 
we're this age and we both mostly liked our Star Wars action figures. Hooray. <laughs> and the impulsive one of us doesn't have them anymore. <laughs> that was real. That was really illuminating. Well, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, thank uh, you. You can listen to other episodes on our website, the seven symbol.com, and any oh, other shit. podcast apps of your choice Google, Spotify. And you, can, and you can contact us uh, through email at verticalwateringhole at gmail.com. Hey, and just today we're talking about getting a TikTok. We'll see. It'll, yeah, probably, be my, it'll probably just be my TikTok, which I don't use. So. We're moving into the modern world. Yeah. We've, got, we've I, gone from call us on the telephone to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've got like a lurker TikTok account and we're thinking about turning it into a... Um, we're trying to we're thinking a about lurking when, Stargate account. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll let you know. It's going to be called Baby Daddy Hammond. It's still going to be called my name, probably. Oh, okay. No, we could change it to Baby Daddy Hammond. <laughs> That's a great name. I bet that one's not taken. <laughs> well, may, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Cool, 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 cool. Thanks for staying around and listening. All right. Uh, uh, till next time, listeners. Holy Hannah. Holy Hannah. Bye.